I want to tell you about my husband who gave his heart to God yesterday. It was May 23rd during his 90-minute commute to work. He was listening to a podcast that you did on giving your whole heart to God. And he did. Thank you for being the one who God used to bring Will to a place of brokenness and vulnerability. And thank you for speaking and teaching in a way that a man like Will felt okay to engage in and to be open to. He said he started crying as soon as he heard you praying on this podcast. That's not like him. Thank you for telling the story of your deep wounds, which allowed Will to go to his and to cry out to Jesus. I cannot stop praising Jesus for this gift, and I wanted you to know about it too. Oh, friends, what a beautiful podcast we have for you this week and next. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of October 9th. And over the next couple of weeks, we are circling back around to beautiful stories, Jesus stories that are just going to so deeply encourage you. You know, one of the great lies is that God is not really at work. He's not really here. He's not really coming through. And we need to remind one another how powerfully he is working in human hearts and lives right now. So before I introduce my friends here and we jump in, let's let's take a moment like you always do, because if you're like me, I mean, I'm listening to podcasts in my truck on my commute or yeah, blasting through town on errands. We just need to pause, let go of the madness, get out of the crazy, release everything to Jesus so that we can meet him, so he can meet us. So let's do that now. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we love you, God. And we just take a moment to let it all go, all that we've got to get done today, all that's already grabbed our soul this week. We let it go. We release it. We give everyone and everything to you so that we might have you, so that we might have you. And so would you come and meet us in these beautiful stories and and in this week's podcast. Amen. So in the studio with me this week, Alan, as normal, and our pal Bart. Hey, Bart. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah. Good yeah, evening, John. We we pulled Bart in this week because he is a treasure trove of phenomenal stories. We um we get a front row seat here. It's such a privileged seat uh, here at Wild at Heart to the stories of the movement of mm-hmm. God all around the world in the lives of men and women. And in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the great war in chapter 12, <clears throat> the work of the evil one in the world, and then it talks about the victory of the sons and daughters of God, and it says they overcame him with three things. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, 
by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much so as to shrink from death. That peace, the word of their testimony, mm-hmm. to hear people's stories is so encouraging. Oh, yes. And, and it just brings me back to, oh, that's who you are. Oh, yes. that's what you're like, Jesus. And we have a delightful, delightful, holy, awesome set of stories we want to share with you. And, and some of them will be from women writing in or calling in. And, and we're just going to weave a tapestry here uh, because, yeah, f- through our ministry, through our work, through our podcasts, through our correspondence, through our visits with friends all around the world, and, and through our events, we have a front row seat to right. see what Jesus is up to. Such holy ground, John. Yeah, it is. Yes. Front row seat. Uh, first thing that comes to mind to me, I mean, many, many things come to mind, but uh, what kind of captures my thought as you say that? Um, and I'm going to use this man's name because he was one of us for like two years, was on our staff. But um, his name was Paul, and uh, Paul was uh, had a very high rank in the U.S. military and the Air Force. And um, he was in the Pentagon and, and um, actually was very uh, antithetical to Christianity, just um, almost would go out of his way to tank a guy if he knew was a, was a Christian to get a recommendation for a promotion. Promotion, yes. Like that. So, um, so Paul and, and he had a friend, and his friend had actually got a hold of the book Wild at Heart, and um, he was— so captured by it that um, he told Paul about this event that we have. And as Paul was retiring from the Air Force, he used all of his relational capital with with Paul to say, Paul, you have got to go. If for nothing else, just do it for our friendship. And, and Paul just didn't want to have any part of it. But he said, because it's you, I'll go. But um, uh, and they made an agreement if if he went two days, he could leave and go skiing. And Paul was a skier, and he was like, okay, I'll go yeah. skiing. And so uh, so at the end of the second day, I mean, Paul just excruciatingly, you know, got through the thing, and he was about ready to to leave because he had— So he's had, at boot camp. He's, he's, at, at, yes. he's at our four-day men's retreat yeah, yeah. here in Colorado. Right, right. He, he comes to our four-day retreat. And so he's in the session, and there is a video clip going. And this was the video clip of Matt Damon and Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting when they're having that encounter of this, like a father and son. And Paul's background was fatherless, abandoned, but his father abused him severely. So um, as Paul is getting up in the dark to walk out of the room, he gets to the door and he sits down because he's captured by this uh, exchange in this video clip because it's his story. Paul can't move. He can't get up. The lights come on and we happen to have some intercessors that began to have eyes on him and saw he was just very... He's weeping. Yeah, he's just, he's done in by this and so they approached him um, a few minutes later and started spending some time with him. That afternoon, Paul receives Christ. 
I, I actually remember that. I remember he was so hostile towards me at the, <laughs> at the retreat. He's like, who is this poser? And, uh, and then God gets him. And it, I mean, he has a very, very brutal story and the film yes. clip is brutal and, it, and, but it's compassionate. He comes to Christ yes. through his pain yes. that day. And then Bart, he goes on to have this phenomenal ministry right, now. Right, right, John. To men in the military. Yes. Right. I, I, we kind of had to push him out the door because he was so gifted and was such a magnet to these military guys. Yeah. And so he he starts this um, ministry, and it's like in its 17th, 18th year right now. And it's an international ministry. Uh, it's endorsed by many of the generals who are believers in the military, and and Paul's uh, testified before Congress, and I mean it's just and literally saved the lives of thousands of men who would have otherwise committed suicide at the rate of like twenty two a day. Yeah, he his ministry is called Operation Restored Warrior, and what he primarily does is work with the trauma, the PTSD from combat. Yes, Navy SEALs. Special yes. Forces guys, guys who are deep, deep yes. in the really hard stuff yes, and haven't been able to get mm -hmm. healing. And they come to, it's an inner healing ministry um, born out of this one. And like, just that is such a beautiful picture. The work of Jesus, grab a guy who's almost about to run yes. from boot camp <laughs> And now he is rescuing the hearts of thousands of guys. Yes, yes. It, it almost parallels Paul to Saul. Yeah. <laughs> the Paul to Saul story, yeah. because he was persecuting Christians yes. in, in the beginning, could, yeah. couldn't stand anyone who was a believer, yeah. and, and look what he's doing in the kingdom. Yeah. It's just a, such a beautiful story. That's so powerful. And, and speaking of boot camp, I've got a story I want to share with you guys. This happened probably about six, seven years ago. And we hold our events at different places. And we actually had so many people at this one, about 450 guys, the auditorium couldn't hold them. And so we were in the gymnasium. And so we have chairs and it's a large gym. And about midway through boot camp, there's a session where we go into a man's wounds, uh, the same one that you were talking about with Paul. And at the end of it, John, you'll say, there may be a few of you that just can't get up right now. And if so, it's not a counseling session, but we have some people that on our team that would pray with you for a few minutes. So that is the moment that I'm talking to you guys about. But this time, instead of 10, 15, 20 guys, there were probably 100 plus guys. And so we quickly realized this is going to be many guys for each of us. So I'm talking to different guys, just listening, praying. And five, four or five minutes, they move on and head out into time with God. And there's one guy at the very end who's near the front row because I was working my way up. And he was just a mess. He was bawling. He was shaking, crying. And so I walked up to him, sat next to him. And we can't really hear their whole story. We can only have a few minutes. Right. But this guy couldn't even say anything other than I'm not in good, I'm not in a good place. And I said, well, that's okay. Let's, let's just see what Jesus has to say. Let's just pray together. And I put my arm around him 
And what I heard God invite me to say to him is, you are my beloved son. Mm. You are seen, you are loved, and you have a you have a you have a big place in this story that's yet to be discovered. And he wasn't really reacting other than crying harder, shaking more. And and so that goes on about four or five minutes. He was the last guy I saw. We were the last two in the room. And he gets up and walks out. And I as far as I knew, that was the end of that story. It was two, three years later, I met another boot camp, and this guy walks up to me that I don't even recognize. And it's this guy, but totally transformed. I mean, mm. looks different, countenance, wow. everything. Mm. And he came up to me and he said, hey, I just wanted to, to say thank you. And I said, yeah, for what? what for what? And he you said, didn't remember. Oh, no, I didn't remember. I, I knew his face was yes. vaguely familiar. I thought he had been at another event. Sure. That was about it. And he said, I was the guy on the front row, and he brings back the story. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're back. And and so he told me, yeah, I what you didn't know is I was planning at the end of boot camp to take my life, and I had no hope. And that moment changed everything because of Jesus coming into my life in a way that I saw myself as a son. Oh, man. That. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Oh. I love to see him at work in the lives of yes. people. And so, friends, over the next mm. two weeks, we're going to take you through a number of stories and from men and from women from all over the world that just give you a glimpse into... Jesus and how he works in the human heart. So I want to play next an audio from a woman who lives in Europe. I live in the heart of Europe in Switzerland. It must have been in 1998 that I stumbled across John's first book, The Sacred Romance. This is how I came in contact with the message. But it actually took a while, though, for this message to really take me in. Yet Jesus had been persistently wooing my heart. I've been using all of your resources for a long time. They're such a great support and source of encouragement for me in my walk with God. I'm not the same as I once was. In 2011, I went to my first captivating retreat in Colorado, and three events followed in 13, 15, and 18. And with each time, the desire grew to pass on what I had received and experienced. And there were other girls in Switzerland, which I didn't know at the time, that experienced just the same. So God brought us together in 2013, and we started a ministry called Einzigartig, which means unique in German. And we have since conducted eight women's retreats in Swiss German, but in the style of captivating, with 50 to 100 attendees each time. What I love most about Wild at Heart is the way you guys are on the road as such a close-knit community of comrades. But you didn't keep it to yourselves. You share and spread what you have so generously. I love supporting Wild at Heart because I see and I'm so excited about the impact and ripple effect that your ministry has in my life, in my environment, and globally. We made a decision when we were starting this ministry to stay small and give it away. We just didn't want to become this, you know, big, big organizational 
beast that then you have to, you know, constantly support right. and take yes. care of and administrate. You can have you can have control or you can have freedom. And we yes. just chose freedom and release control. And and now all over the world, men and women seeing the healing work of Jesus, because they get to participate in it. And it, the international reach of this is really pretty phenomenal. I mean, she's leading 50 to 100 women, Swiss-German version of Captivating. Yeah. And it started, I love how it started with the book Sacred Romance. Like, that was the catalyst that God used to grab her heart. Yeah. And now look at the ripple effect. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, such a beautiful story of, um, and, and, and I'll, yeah. I think the ripple effect, that's what kind of caught me is, is she, she got the message. She got her heart set free and, and she wants to set the hearts of others free. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been the beauty of this ministry is get your heart back yeah. and go after the hearts of others. And I almost didn't write that book. I, I was sitting in a coffee shop with Brent Curtis in Colorado Springs and, you know, we're therapists. We are absolutely buried. I'm in grad school. And he says, Hey, I think we ought to write this book. And I said, I don't have time. And I, <laughs> I left, I left the coffee shop. I walked to my, my truck and I'm getting in my truck. And it was one of the t- first times I began to hear the voice of God very right. clearly. And he said, that was a really bad decision. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so I walked back in to the coffee you shop. You did yeah. at that moment, you yeah. caught yourself walking back in. I said, okay, I'm in. And he'll That's have beautiful. us do things like that. Like we we launched, built and launched the Pause app. You know, we're not an app company. We right. don't we don't do that kind of thing. But he had us do it right before the pandemic came through and just clobbered people's lives. I want to play a couple other women's testimonies that center around using the Pause app and meeting Jesus. Yes. I have been through Resilient 30 days four times now. It's taken a while, but today I saw and heard Jesus with greater clarity. He and I sat on the grass overlooking a thundering waterfall. We then lay down and watched the clouds together. There were jewels like stars in the sky too, sparkling and bright, but it was daytime. I asked Jesus about a memory that has recently resurfaced when I was four or five years old. He said, My child, fear not, so kind and gentle. Before I saw him, there was so much light. I knew he was present. I want to say thank you with all my heart for this app and especially for the 30 Days to Resilient program. It is changing my life. It is teaching me so much and centering me. I feel so connected to the Lord each time I finish a session. I pray each day after I'm done for all those who created this content thanking the Lord for them and praying that they would be blessed to keep creating more. My whole life of prayer and communion with God was so distant and doubting, and this help you are giving me is healing my separation from the Lord. Thank you. Yeah, John, so um, this pause app, it's really augmented my walk with God as well. And, and um, you know, I don't... Uh, I don't sleep very well uh, just because of the physical things that are going on with me. But uh, so I'm, I'm find myself awake a lot at night and I started using the pause app and um, my gosh, it has just been such a rich experience drawing me closer to the heart of God, bringing 
God into me, centering myself in God in the middle of the night and finding it really puts me back to sleep. Sometimes I, I, I wake up and I say, well, I, I need to go back because I didn't, I went to sleep in the middle of that. So I want to hear that again, but it's been such a beautiful thing for me. It's, it's just great. I, it, it's an honor to put you to sleep. Buddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The apps, the events, the books, what we have a front row seat to watching Jesus work in the world. And then people yes. will write in, call in, tell us about this. And we're going to tell you at the end of the podcast how you can do that too, friends, because we want to we want to yeah. hear your stories. We got a letter the other day from a guy who who had this incredible thing happen through waking the dead and his grandfather. Right. Yeah, I've, I've got the letter here. I'd love to read it. It's one of my favorite ones we've ever gotten. So I'm just going to read from what this man wrote into us. I'm currently sitting on the floor of my grandfather's office, bawling my eyes out. He passed yesterday after a very tough battle with cancer that came on pretty suddenly. I live only a few hours away, but I'm here supporting my grandmother. A few months ago, I was in a very dark spot mentally and spiritually. I know God never abandons us, but I had all but abandoned him after a really rough set of circumstances. I'm a youth ministry leader, so I felt like a fraud and a failure. I've read Wild at Heart, Fathered by God, and Waking the Dead multiple times over. I decided to pick up Waking the Dead because I felt like I was dead and needed a kickstart. The book was just what I needed and helped stir my heart for God again. Flash forward a couple of months later, and I'm in my grandfather's office 24 hours after his passing, and I see Waking the Dead on his bookshelf, so I open it. There's highlighters and notes all over it. I had no idea he had read the book. I don't know how long he read it before he passed, but the idea that we could have been reading it at the same time is crazy to me. I didn't even know he knew who John was, and the fact that he had marked up the book so much and the same book helped me out of a deep, dark hole is just wild. If it weren't for that book, I don't think I would have handled his death so well. I thought the Lord was done showing me things through this book, but he ain't done yet, obviously. I've spent the last 30 minutes bawling. I don't know what he's trying to show me, but whatever it is, it's absolutely beautiful. Jesus is absolutely beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Stunning story. Here's another one. Uh, older man writes in talking about the impact on his son. And he says, on Wednesday evening, I was having coffee in the truck with my 23-year-old son, Henry, as we often do. This time was different as the conversation was deeper and focused on his life's direction. He spoke about how timely reading Wild at Heart was for him as he was on an 11-week trip across the country, living in a tent and playing his music when he finished college 18 months ago. He spoke about how important it was to show that he has what it takes. We then spoke about Isaiah 61 and how important finding his heart is. I shared a story about that verse, a miraculous story, that I'll have to tell you guys another time. But at that point, my wife pulled up and handed me a package. In the envelope was Ann's son's. It was simply divine timing. So he's referring to the Ann son's journal that my sons here used to produce. My son was a seeker. He said that the magazine was clearly for him and not for me. And that night, my son started reading Ann's son's. The next morning, he came to me teary-eyed and asked me to read the foreword. 
The foreword concluded with a poem. He then pulled out a funeral card from his friend Leah's funeral. She died tragically at 20 years old a few months ago. The poem on Leah's card was the same oh poem. Gosh. Henry broke down crying. He got on his knees and accepted Christ. Mm. I have no idea where the journey will go from here, but I felt this was important to share with you guys. I am so grateful. Mm. Oh, friends, we have so many stories of men and women coming to Jesus through some thread of this yes. tapestry, some yes. part. Paul at yes. the back row of boot camp before right. he's out the door and hundreds and hundreds. Do you remember Hawaii? How many came in Hawaii? Just, yeah. it was just amazing. You know, something about the culture <clears throat> and, and the gospel there. And we really did trip something there that just caused so well, many men just, to come Just to, to bring to bring people the unreligious yes. Jesus, yes. Jesus mm -hmm. without all of that religious goo and junk that people, that turn people off to God and go, hey, I got great news for you. Right. It's not like that. Right. That just trips um, a story that I remember um, a great ally from a, from a city um, uh, several hundred miles away from here brings um, a doctor who's a close friend of his and is not very inclined to the gospel. Oh, this is that internationally recognized yes. doctor. Yes. Yes. I yes. that guy. Yeah. And so he comes and he's like, what is this? Doesn't really know what he's getting into. And, and, but you know, our friend and our ally just prays and says, nope, supposed to bring him. He comes and, and um, it was a beautiful, beautiful time in, at the same time that you told the story about, you know, in the at the end of the wound right. session, he was one of those that couldn't get up, okay. and and I think uh, two or three guys gathered around him, and uh, led him to Christ at that very moment, wow. and um, goes back. His whole life is changed. Seen him two or three times in his city, and uh, just the glow in that man's eyes and the life that is. Uh, that he's taken back to his wife and his family and everything, just total transformation. And it's just a beautiful thing to see just so many stories, but he was one that just mm. got blindsided by Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to share a similar testimony here, a letter we received. I hosted a boot camp two weekends ago and 22 men showed up, including my two sons. Jacob, my oldest son, age 22, had not been walking with Jesus at all. He recommitted his life back to Jesus on the last day and is walking with Jesus again. Tears as I type this. I can't thank you enough. The stories coming out of this message are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And gang, um, I just want to make clear why we're sharing this. Um, this isn't about while at heart. This isn't about us, the, this is a glimpse into Jesus coming after the hearts of women and men yes. all around the world. And we do this for hope because it, it just gives a fresh wind into, well, maybe he'll come for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll come for my son, my daughter, 
Maybe he'll come for my marriage. Maybe he'll come for a deeper healing in my life. That's why we're sharing these stories. Yes. yes. Because when you hear someone's testimony, you go, wait a second, maybe that could happen for someone I love, or maybe that could happen for me. Right. Yes. Right. Alan, one of the words that you had uh, in sharing that story was he recommitted his life back to Christ. That's been such a significant part of the people that follow us is that they became disenchanted with their faith and the Jesus that they knew, and they walked away. And they come and they taste and they say, if that's who Jesus is, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So what that guy was talking about when he said he hosted a boot camps, again, several years ago, we made these decisions to just give it away free to yes. everybody. So on our website, there is a section uh, on events, and you can host or go to a basic, which is the four-day retreat we do here, um, but it's hosted by video session all over the world, or a core, which is the captivating four-day, which our Swiss friend was talking about. Um, and now we've got the Becoming a King retreat as well on video. And by giving this away, by handing it out, letting people just run with it, it's the video sessions, but all the film clips are embedded, the worship, everything is in there. So it's a plug and play deal. It allows people to reach men and women in their world. So I want to I want to have another gal share a story because she led a core recently, and this is really beautiful. A dear friend and I did CORE this past weekend together. I've attended two retreats before in Colorado, but she had never attended. I trusted the material and everything the Captivating and Wild at Heart team said before doing it. God for sure came for her, and I was weeping. Every session hit her, but the most impacting was when he gave her his new name for her. Wow. I literally watched her wrestle with him the night that Sherry gave the talk. And eventually, I saw there was a lot of pressure around it for her, so I encouraged her to go to bed and pray over it and then sleep on it and see what he did with it the next day. God woke her up at dawn, and she said, He literally pushed me out of bed and told me to go down to the dock and watch the sunrise. She hesitated but went. She heard her new name as the sun was cresting the horizon. Glory! That was her new name, Glory! And when Stacy asked in one of the sessions what movies were her favorite, the first one she wrote was Glory! She had no idea that was coming in the new name session. Totally caught her off guard. She wanted me to confirm she had heard it right, but I knew 100% because he took her to a scripture that showed her. I confirmed it with my tears. Beautiful. Thank you, Wild at Heart team. You guys rock. Amazed at our God and how he comes for us. Yeah, people, as we said, people get their hearts back and then they go rescue the hearts of others. It reminds me of a story of a, of a man. Um, um, he was a great uh, warrior of our country. You know, we, we owe those guys a lot. He was uh, in special forces, uh, was in Afghanistan in some of the toughest parts of those you know, of that war and um, comes back and um, man, his life is, is a mess. Oh, I remember this guy. He yeah. was deeply yes. traumatized. Yes. I mean, he was full and, tilt PTSD. It had strained their marriage that, to the point that they were. It was about to explode. Yeah, and and he comes uh, to uh, boot camp, gets his heart back, and um, I mean it's a long grind out of 
with the hole that he was in. Oh, he thought he he his personal identity was I'm a monster. Yes. You you don't understand right. what I've done. Yeah. I can't ever I yeah. can't ever be forgiven. Yeah. I can't ever come right. out of this. Right. He didn't think that there was mm-hmm. any way that Jesus could take away what he yeah. had been involved with yes. over there. And and it 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 was killing his his marriage and his relationship with his son and and all of that. But through this message, he gets his heart back and and gets his marriage. His marriage just is is very strong and vibrant. Saw his son uh, probably three or four months ago, and oh my gosh, just brings tears to my eyes yes. to, to see the transformation yeah. in that of a man coming from that deep of a hole yeah. and coming out and life restored. And, and now, now he's, he's doing what we're doing. He's doing boot camps, and, and he's taking this, and he's rescuing the hearts of men. It's such a beautiful thing. Okay, so you didn't know this, but I got an email from him this week. Uh, he had just led one of the basics, and he says, words almost fail me with how impactful the last basic that we ran was. The prayer and the freedom that men were able to experience through those sessions changed lives. I just want to say thank you. The stories told will echo in the halls of heaven at the feast. See, this is it. Like yes. God is working. Yes, yes. God is working. The lie that the enemy continually just blankets the world with is he's distant, he's not moving, he's not coming through, and he is moving powerfully all around the world right. through all kinds of ministries and churches and places and one of the most beautiful parts of the story that we get to be a part of is we have this unique seat where we have friends in the Protestant world, in the Catholic world, and in the Orthodox world who are all doing this yes. and participating in it, getting restored, getting healed, going after the hearts of others. It, it's just so holy. It is. And John, you haven't heard this because it just happened last night, but Bart and I, had a chance to talk to a group of guys who lead basic here in this area. And one of the questions around the table was, is it very different when we do this? Do you think from when you do it or, or when you guys do it, you know, the results I know at those events are huge, but what do you think the difference is? And we were able to just smile and go, there is no difference in the impact of men's lives. Like Jesus shows up fully a hundred percent. Yes. Anytime somebody mm-hmm. steps into leading something like this. Yeah. And so the the great thing is, yeah, it's so humbling. We get a front row seat, but it's not really about wild at heart. It's about setting the table for Jesus to show up as his true real self, knowing he will transform the hearts of men and women. So um, I want to play a testimony of this because this is about Jesus. We are deeply grateful to God for John and Stacy and the team at Wild at Heart. Your devotion to Jesus and your dedication to make him known continually inspire us in our own walk with him. Even before 2020, we loved John's books, but when the pandemic hit, we discovered the podcasts and the One Minute Pause app, and they have been, and continue to be, an absolute lifeline for us. 
These resources constantly provide us with true and deep spiritual nourishment. We're learning and growing through them. And we love the fact that everything John brings is so God-given, so incredibly timely and relevant and practical. He's forever hitting the spot of what we need spiritually. We love too that all of you on the podcast are so real and honest and bring warmth and humour into all that you share. We laugh along with you as we identify ourselves in the examples you share. Thanks for being true brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray that God will continue to bless and grow the ministry. It's a privilege to be connected to it. Friends, it's almost too much. You just have to pause and go, well, um, I think that's enough for this week. That's a, that's a lot of storytelling, uh, but it's a tapestry of the work of Jesus in people's lives that is just so extraordinarily beautiful. We love Jesus, and we love to see him come after the hearts of his sons and daughters, his friends in the world. Um, we, we would love to hear your stories. I know there's a lot more out there. Yeah, we'd love to hear your Jesus story. And so what we want to invite you to do is go to wildatheart.org slash testimony. And we'll put this in the show notes so you can see it there. But the invitation is go there and leave a two, three-minute testimony of how Jesus has transformed your life. I, I'm thinking of how John opens his first epistle, 1 John 1, he says, we were there. We saw it. We watched Jesus. We watched him work. We watched him move. And now we're telling you so that you can experience it too. That, that's why we're sharing this, to open up hope and dreams and possibilities and, yeah, heartache, so that Jesus may come for you as well. We're going to pick this up again next week. We, we actually have even better stories we're going to share next week.